Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub and all of our advertising revenues will be donated to support this fantastic initiative. It's now based at the Lions Centre on Bolina Road and it's run by our own Kelly Webster. This is a friendly food bank supporting families in the Bermondsey and SE16 area. If you can help support Lions Food Hub in any way, please visit at Lions Food Hub on Twitter or get in touch with us at Achtung Millwall. The Lions Food Hub. Come on, you Lions. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Except no sandwich. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back to the 2020-21-22 season. Get it right, Nick. Um, I've been away for a few days, so apologies for the lateness of the um, the review of the week. But joining me, I'm in fine company. Joining me is Mr. Michael Avery, he of the, the refereeing and the MSC and all the other things that he does. How are you, Michael? Yeah, I'm well. I'm just thinking of other unpopular groups I can join. To really, uh... Well, you're, you're not a member of the police force yet, so you know. Exactly, I think we, we yeah. can still and talk, the, mate. And the traffic warden membership's going well, yeah. Parking yeah. attendant. <laughs> and the other dogs at tone you can hear is Harry Warren. How you doing, H? You're right, mate. Next, Michael's going to join Sadiq Khan's assembly and just <laughs> just to finish off all the cabbies as well. Oh dear, I played us in, dear listeners, with an audio that I've lifted off of one of Harry's videos that he sent on our WhatsApp group um, after a. A very solid opening week, I think it's fair to say, chaps, um, for for the start of the season. Good point, I thought, at QPR. And then, obviously, um, the 2-1 win over Pompey the other night in the Caribou Cup. Some would argue less importantly, but it's always nice to get a a win under your belts. Now, chaps, you both went to Loftus Road. I managed to catch it on um, a stream out there in the bucolic countryside of Somerset whilst I was away. Um... I've got to say, Harry, that was a mental atmosphere at QPR, mate. It came across on the um, on the iFollow stream. How was it to be in it? Oh, it was magical. It was like um, it was like a festival, but but like rock and like I, I I'm too young to have lived through sort of <laughs> Woodstock, Woodstock and, uh, and all this other carry on. But it did feel like it was like I don't know. It was just like a release. It was it was it was like an out of body experience. Like yeah, you, yeah. Get, you know. Um, 
I mean, com- comic value was the QPR stewards trying to make us sit in our correct seat. <laughs> that I would love to have seen. I would have yeah, put, I mean, that, they wouldn't that, show that on the stream. No, they wouldn't. They should have done. They could have charged, <laughs> that was like a pay per view event. They could have charged for that. That would have been good. But um, I mean, that, that jokes aside, I mean, it's a terrible ground, Loftus Road, but we made the best of it. And I don't, I don't know the, the 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 noise before the game. I mean, even even before. We'd come out like the boys had been in the pub. You could tell everyone was treating it like it was their day. And it was Big day. We'd, yeah. It was what we'd, we'd all been waiting for. Everyone, you know, we deserve it. You know, all this, all this carry on um, about people poo pooing and clutching at pearls and whatever. Blokes, this is blokes' release. This is why mental health cases went up through the thing. This, is, this helps keep the nation sane. Blokes allowing themselves to go mental for 90 minutes at particularly dressed play, uh, men in black, you know, um, <laughs> officials or, or, or the opposition, you know, that that's, it's healthy, I'm afraid. And um, yeah, to be back was magical. I, I can't think of any other word. I mean, I didn't, I, I, I thought I'd be more emotional about it than I was. I thought I'd be kind of a bit sort of yeah. uh, glassy eyed over, over it. And I wasn't, I, I, I just sort of, it just felt strange yet normal at the same time. And, you know, the first, you know, the first of, of the familiar, you know, let them come started in the, in the upper tier and it, it just felt normal. What I'll feel like walking back into the den, you know, for an even longer time, I think it was five, I counted it on the day, it was 545 days yeah. since I'd seen my team live. Um, and it's obviously been longer now since, well, another seven days since I saw them at the den. Um, I, I think you don't realise how much, it, it, the route, not just the routine. You don't realise how much that it's an inanimate object. The den, but it, I, I never knew the old den. So this is the only home I've ever known. Which I suppose maybe some of the listeners will feel the same. But it is very, it is you know you spend as much time there as you do. You know it's your home, your job, and then the den. Really, absolutely. Where you spend your time. Yeah. And, I was trying to add up the number of times I've been to the football in my life. You know, I mean. It, I don't know. It must run up to the thousands. I don't know over a life. You know, I mean, Michael, you you were there at QPR. I mean, as I said to Harry, the atmosphere really struck me, and I, I thought, and I'm interested to see what you think. That you know, the it was a typical Millwall mental atmosphere. Every listener to the show will know exactly what I mean when I say that. It almost sucks the oxygen out of the air around you. Um, I, I wondered really. Um, whether it affected the players in in a both in a good way and a bad way, because the opening phase of the game, one of my just looking at my notes as I'm speaking to you both, was the immense start that we made. It was almost like we were wired into the national grid and we were running with like a nuclear power station's power behind us. I thought we can't keep this going, and, and lo and behold, we 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 couldn't. But I mean, the atmosphere must have fueled that. Do you think so, Michael? Oh yeah, yeah, certainly, and. And sort of to echo what what Harry was saying there, it this, this is the cliche why away games better than home games. You say how much you love the den, Harry. We all love the den. You know, Nick, you, you you've got a bit mm. more experience than I have with the old den, but there is just something that bit more magic about away games, as you say, because you feel, with all due respect to the fans who couldn't make it, and it was disappointing. Um, you know, that only two thousand seats were available, but you're like the two thousand who managed to get there. You know what I mean? For the first game back since COVID, so, or you know, since since the um, regulations were relaxed, um, I do entirely see where you're coming from um, because 
you could just see after the warm-ups the way that um, even Long come over, didn't he, Harry, to the fans, sort of fist pumped to the air and everything like that. The way the, fan, uh, the, way the players come up to the fans before the game um, and cheered. And obviously, you see that connection when Jed scored. For a player that they reckon might be on his way out or or is struggling to find the pen to sign the contract, is the way he ran the length of the pitch to to celebrate with us just shows what just shows the connection between the, the club and the players. Um, oh, oh, sorry, the club, the club and the fans, should I say? But yeah, I, I do think it, it was a very good high tempo. We were certainly the better side for the opening, what half an hour, thirty five minutes. Yeah, but... up to up to the equaliser, which was disappointing. But I, I mean, I, I thought for the first. 20 30 minutes or so we were we were running on on on, on fueled on a substance of the old marching powder maybe i don't know it was it was <laughs> it was eye bulging stuff i mean it was it was it was wonderful to watch it what it would be like to be in the ground i can only imagine i mean i've been in atmospheres as everyone in, on this show and, and listening has in their lives so you kind of know um it, it, it can only last so long and i just want to run a little clip with with Jed, it was actually just lifted from the um, the club site. I mean, I don't often do this, but I thought this one was quite interesting, in which he says it was, um, a, you know, an overwhelming or magnificent atmosphere. So let's just run that. Mad, mad feeling. Um, even just walking out, I think Dan Ballard sort of said to me, like, wow, like when he walked out, this was a great game to get as well, QPR away. Uh, it's always a massive atmosphere, us bringing away. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's not often I'm not... You're speechless, yeah. I'm a, little, I'm a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit overwhelming today, to be honest. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that, I think that the impact of of that atmosphere is is, is it, 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 it's when the lull comes, Harry. I mean, that was a very poor goal to give away. I thought, and you know, it seems a bit churlish in the in the aftermath of a of a blistering start, but to allow a decent QPR player to run the you know run through the middle of the pitch and then have a shot, free shot on goal, um, would be disappointing. But I, I just think it's that kind of. Um, come down after the higher type of thing of this start. I mean, would you would you agree with that? Yeah, slightly. I think it was a bit. It was joyous. There was no there was no heat in the in the atmosphere. If that makes sense, it was yeah. just it was there was no needle. It was the first game. It's QPR. I mean, where they rank on my sort of shit list of football. Your hateometer, the Harry yeah, hateometer. Yeah, they're not, they're not, they're like a tepid beige. They just exist. They're there. To they're like Fulham. They're like Fulham. Yeah, Fulham, Brentford, you know, any, yeah. any club in West London have a sort of. So what? Yeah, yeah, kind of beige banality about them, um, which I'm not really bothered about. But yeah, we sort of stood off them, let them shoot from range. I think it was a centre back who scored from them, if I, if I remember. I right. think it was. I think he, And it's it, one of those ones where you think, oh, yeah, go on, let, let the centre back have a shot from 35 yards. Maybe two of them fly in a year. And it just so happens to be ours. I mean, we let him have the, we let him have another chance, the same player, about five minutes later. And it, it, it went wide and, and Bart went mental at the, at the back four. Whether or not a, a, a Cooper in that back. That back three would, would have livened it. Yeah, would livened it up. You'll never yeah. know. But all in all, I thought I thought it was a good Millwall performance from the from the defensive side. Anyway, um, I just maybe I am being a bit churlish, as, you, as you'd say, that I think that a fully fit Millwall side, and I don't think I mean Rowett said that we're not fully fit. I mean I've got questions to ask about that, but we're we're mm. apparently not fully fit. Well, certainly no Cooper, Harry. I mean he was he was well, he wasn't even on the bench. He was. I know. Well, I think he's he, saying. Yeah, absolutely. But I think he was admitting to that, you know, the, the players are a bit undercooked. Well yeah. that's that's your that's your job to make them cook, Gary. I'm sorry. But um yeah, you know, um I think 
look, the side's a very good side. Uh, I think QPR, I watched them again last night just to get a bit of um, realism. It was pretty much the same side that played against us to start with. Um, yeah. Jordan Archer making a um, a rare appearance. In, yeah, in public. Yeah. In public, yeah, shall we say. And um, He's, they, he's they, seen about they, as often they, as Prince Andrew is these yes, days, isn't he? Yes, absolutely. And probably, <laughs> probably with the same <laughs> strike rate. Um, they, <laughs> they uh, yeah, it's a bit... Um, they keep the ball well, and and a day, hot day, and atmosphere, and burning yourself out a bit lively, you know. They done they done well to get themselves back in the game. They probably deserved the point, but they're being tipped as dark horses. Well, now. this is what That's... I was going to ask. You know, I was going to ask you, Mike. I mean, I was listening to a few podcasts. I think it was the the football league one, and I can't remember which one it was. Um, but they were all tipping QPR as contenders, and. Yes, they 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 worked their way back into that game, and second half you might say they edged it, but it was only just edged it. It was a disappointing second half, really, in fairness. But um, not a lot of football in the second half. I think mental exhaustion. Each, I mean, I I, I felt um, exhausted watching it on my iPad. So I don't know, it was in the ground, but I think everyone must have been, um, you know, the, the batteries were drained. But but I mean, uh, Michael, I mean, QPR was promotion contenders. How did they look to you, mate? Did they look that good? I, th- um, I thought we kept them quiet. I've, I, I one or two chances. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think they're promotion. From, from that performance against us, I don't think they're promotion candidates. But I think, um, I think football's changing. And the problem you've got is, is there, there was a survey that came out, and I shared it with you guys. Bit of nine, I, I shared it. With yeah, you guys. yeah, showing us that. A lot of people seem to just follow stats and opinions these days, rather than the actual game itself. And I think yeah. that if you've got people who are stat-based people. And I do rate him as a striker, but I think if you've got a Charlie Austin in your team, you are always going to be fancied even before a ball's kicked because he's just a good striker at that level. Um, he looked a little bit off colour for me when when he was playing Charlie Austin, but I don't know about you, Harry, um, and I don't know if you picked up on iFollow as well, Nick, but there was a few times he did seem to sort of like ghost into the box and the edge of the area quite well. Yeah. Um, He's a decent Austin. player. You'd, you'd have him in any, you know, I'd have him oh, on yeah, your wall. Of course, of course, yeah. You know. you'd have I'd, I'd have Charlie Austin Mill side tomorrow if we could. Yeah. Um, he's, just, he's just a class player. It's, um, it's quite, it was quite fun to abuse him for his 60 minute cameo, though, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But, but also, every, every, you... t- every time it went slightly quiet, someone would shout, Remember Swindon, you can't. It's quite nice. One thing you can, you can say, and this, I mean, attacking wise, they may not be um, promotion candidates at the moment but like we're we're talking about our defense but you you said there nick and, and what a lot of pundits have said first 30 35 minutes it was all millwall but yeah. we only scored once you know um, well there's a problem and i think you yeah, made that point um we, Michael. we didn't really yeah. do a lot and and once again um with benica Fobe, he he was he put in a lot of energy and he looked very disappointed when he got substituted off but he didn't actually really do too much, did he? And um, I don't think we gave him. I don't really think we gave him a lot to to play with. No, no, no. Exactly. I think the service to him. I think the service to him wasn't great. And I, I mean, I, I wrote it up afterwards in in a little uh, write up. I did. I, I the balls were either long balls that the head defenders were easily knocking down, or they were just too long that he just couldn't get on the end of. And it would have been a bit more interesting if you see it actually play to his feet or or you know slip around the back of the back Pro- line. But but you Pro- talking about Jake Cooper there, chaps? One thing I was going to ask. <laughs> All right, Jake Cooper's fully fit. Mm-hmm. After that QPR game, who'd you drop? Because I Murray think that backline was superb. Well, this would be the the obvious one, as Harry said. There, I mean, I, just to, to dwell on defence for a moment, I, I really like the look of the boy Ballard. I know he's a line player. Well. Um, he's only ours for a year. 
Um, hopefully, not. Hopefully, we sign him. Well, let's, let's 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 keep our fingers crossed. And well, anything that, else you've got available, listeners? Well, keep... that's the, the the thing is, is I'm, I I fully I get what you're saying about how good QPR are. They can only beat what's in front of them, and yeah. we're fancied by a few people. We're not we're not we're not. I'd say in the the national, you've got sort of the ones on the first page that sort of go to nine to one, and then you get the next lump in the middle. And I think we're sort of that second lump in the middle of if they run their best they could be there or thereabouts and I generally believe we are at that level I think we're very good defensively I think we've got a very very good midfield I know we've said um you know about what we lack the only thing where we really lack is going forward in well, it's, it's that it's that killer striker it's, isn't it, it absolutely you know. but I I do and I I do think that a phobie has made us better. I, I do believe that is a different type of striker than what we've got in a Bradshaw or a Smith. I'm not even going to mention Bob Farson um, because, no. I mean, why would you? Um, I, I think we are nearly there. I can see the idea that the Savile, Leonard, Kifton, Bell midfield for me would be my free, but he seems to like Evans, which is fine. I thought Evans did okay on Saturday. Yeah, I, thought he tired, I thought he tired really bad. He did tire. Really. Yeah. Um I think I think the thing is with I think the thing is with Evans is he's not as good on the ball as Leonard. No. He's probably not I, I he's probably better on the ball than Kifton Bell, but he doesn't read the game as well as Kifton Bell does. And that sometimes puts us a little bit on the back foot. Hutchinson seemed to be very, very confident at playing Ballard next to him. He looked very, very assured, um, which was nice to see because I think sometimes if Hutchinson doesn't like the person he's playing next to, he tends yeah, to be a liability. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's there was a lot more positives from that game than negatives. I know this is people are falling off their chairs all over South London. Oh, no, as I say oh, this. This, um, this is Acton Millwall you're listening to, listeners, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and this is not, Harry Warren, I can vouch yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah, but there are, there are positives to take. I think we're one player light. I think we are uh, uh, probably eight, well, maybe two players light, but I'd like a number 10. I'd like a creative number 10 to sit in behind and take some weight away from Jeb Wallace um, in terms of the creativity and basically allow Jed to go where he wants and do what he wants, really. Um, Tremendous performance on Saturday, boys, by the way, Jed Wallace. Absolutely. I mean, the goal was the goal was magnificent. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're nearly a week afterwards, so everyone would have Wrong seen it. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what a strike and what a finish. And what you know, what a one <laughs> I know I know Gary Rowett um took umbrage um at the celebration, you know, where they run they run <laughs> <laughs> they've run back to the Mill fans at the opposite end for anyone that hasn't followed this little storyline. But Michael, I mean if you ever want a day where fans and club are at one, you know, that was it. And I think that's if if it, if the bond needed cementing, which it didn't really, it showed Jed as the, the, the honest player that he is. And he'll give everything whilst he's in a Millwall shirt. Who knows where he's going to go or what's going to happen. He's, he's entitled to make his own own living and he, as best he can for him and his family. But I just love to see that. I mean, that must have been wonderful to experience in the moment, that celebration. Yeah, that that goal, on, honestly, I know, I know I've said it a few times as well, but it was it was like, I'm not sure whether it was so far away and um, so many of us has had, had had so many... Uh, of the amber nectar and um, uh, refreshments, 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 <laughs> refreshments of the Irish stat kind for my. Yeah. But it seemed, it seemed to sort of be in slow motion. It's sort of like it in did. the back of the net, and I sort of stood there, and then everyone else was stood there, and then you had like a little ripple of a cheer, 
and then a second later, well, it absorbs, doesn't it? But I mean, I was, yeah, I was... it was it was just absolute carnage. But I mean, he he said it at the fans forum, didn't he? Um, Gary Rowett about Jed that he obviously wants to stay, and it just seems that they're just double checking that those T's have been crossed and those I's have been dotted before anything is signed. But but like you say, the, the connection that Jed Wallace has got with his fan base is just absolutely unreal. It, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, I, it is. And, and, and for a player, for a player like I said, who people have been saying, "Will he? Won't he stay or not?" I mean, you, you, if you want, if you want to go or you want out, the amount of times you've heard other pros who say, you know, when it's a cup game, oh, I've got the flu when it's an FA Cup weekend because they don't want to play. Yeah, yeah. Cup tie and all this. Yeah, yeah. Jed, yeah. Jed, Jed Wallace is Jed Wallace is running himself into the ground, scoring absolute worldies, and running the length of a pitch to celebrate with a bunch of fans who really under COVID regs he shouldn't be going anywhere near. So <laughs> yeah. So you know, and like you say, Nick, if if he if he does go on and he wants to go on because like Ergon Arface, if he does end up going, then you know, fair play to him, fair play to him. But I. I well, always I, you wouldn't be able to fall, you wouldn't be able to fall to replace him. That's, Absolutely, that's no, that's it. Oh, I yeah. always thought that you know I didn't think he'd go this season. Did I think? Well, I thought he'd go at the end of this season. If I'm being honest, I still think that. Way. You think he's going to see the contract out? May, maybe go for nothing at the end go, of the go season. Go for nothing, I think, because Mill will realise that what we'd sell him for isn't worth selling him for. It's too late in the day anyway. And if yeah. Jed gets the opportunity to join, he 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 wins both ways then. He sees his contract out, gives everything to the end of the season, whether or not it's successful in us getting. If we get promoted, he wins because he gets to be in the Premier League shirt next season, and there's no yeah, way we're yeah. going to be able to afford anyone that's anywhere near his level. So we're not going to. Mm. He's still going to be the star man. The if he doesn't go up as our player, then um, he'll probably be snapped up by either one of the teams that come down from the Premier League as a good investment, or yeah. he'll go up with a team that goes up as a free transfer and as we know free transfers seem to be quite in vogue at the moment it seems to be the way the football world's going now isn't it yeah Yeah, well the 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 thing is as well it's because the wages are so high now that the transfer fees everyone that you know the contracts are um what did they say when the bosman rule come in they they expected what we've got now to come in after the bosman rule that transfers would have been a thing of the past so yeah, no, that's 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 fair on the players. I don't I don't have a problem with it. It's it's um it's what everyone else in this life expects as normality. So so fair play to them. I just want to touch on the midfield battle. I mean, Michael, in your blog on the the MSC blog, very good by the way. If I can pay you a compliment, very very well structured. But you mentioned the midfield selection, um, and you mentioned Billy Mitchell, um, and the whole battle for midfield. I mean, I mean, when you look at um, I mean, the midfield Saturday was Evans. Savile and Keefton Belt. Shout out for for Keefton Belt boys as well, because I think he's another player that's really responding to the um the roar of the crowd. He's he looks like he loves it. And you know Dutch Terry Erlock. <laughs> yeah, well I mean obviously he's been he's been around the track, so he's been around the circuits a few times. So he's 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 been there seen done it. I mean the boy Ballard will only have seen crowds at Arsenal and I think he played for Blackpool on loan. So he's used to a drum and them singing about, um, you know, um, take me, go, let me go home or whatever that song is. Not the real deal. Um, So, you know, that if it's an electric sense when you find yourself in a place like both of these players, I mean, Ballard caught a yellow card, I think, um, I think it was first half, if memory serves. Yeah, it's very early, wasn't it? Which, but I think he was just carried away with it, Michael. I think, I think it's like, um, you know, it's like a surge. I mean, he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have come across that atmosphere before. Certainly not Arsenal. I mean, I don't know how much first-team action Danny you've Mac- seen. 
Danny Mac got caught with one as well. When I was, well, he was another one. You know, when you told Millwall you know, fan for crying out yeah, loud, you know. As he went into it, I thought, oh, this is ending. He's going to come. I'm sure it's coming for a month away. I was like, oh, this is. Sad. I thought he's going to he's going to go off there. and he'll join you all in the in the away end, the school yeah. end stand or whatever it's called there. To be you honest, know. they might as well, they might as well start doing that. With Old Thompson, school. Thompson, <laughs> uh, Danny Mac, and and uh, Billy Mitchell. If they're not picked, they might as well come in the front row of the away end. Absolutely, do it, do it. You know, they'll be loved anyway. They'll buy him a beer. What are you injured? Yeah, I'm injured. Right, buy him a beer. It's all right. It's fine. But um, no. Feels... I was going to say, I think the thing is as well, sorry to cut in there, Harry, you were saying about the midfield there. Um, towards the end of last season, we were playing like a sort of three up front, weren't we? Like a 5-2-3 yeah, type yeah. thing. And that's what I was saying. And that's why, if you think about it, the season ended with um, some Mitchell and sort of Evans as, as the sort of two when we played the two in the midfield. I think that this um, injury to Bennett has... Um, sort of coincidentally made it now a 5-3-2. But like I sort of wrote in my little write-up, at the end of last season, as much as everyone liked Kiffin Bell, and yes, he was carrying a knock, everyone was going, Mitchell starts every game. Yeah. And then when Savile came, Savile came back, it was like, well, it's going to be Mitchell and Savile because you can't drop Mitchell of how good he's been. And George Savile's like the returning messiah. But like you say, Kiffin Bell's been absolutely brilliant since he's been back. Evans does, in my opinion, offer enough to have a starting place. And... I was actually a little, uh, I'll tell you what, it sounds like blasphemy on this pod, doesn't it? But I felt a little bit disappointed with George Savile's performance. So, mm. like I said, you might as well tear, tear up the sort of plan and think again, because everyone everyone now in that midfield is within a shout of starting every week. But I think with, with Bennett getting that injury, you can now put in that third. But again, who, who sits out then? Who sits I, out? I think the problem is, is they're much of a muchness in, in terms of, you've got Kifton Bell's probably the standout DM out of all of them, the defensive midfielder. Um, Certainly at the moment. Free sacking ability. Um, I think Leonard is more like Savile and Leonard are probably similar as the best ball carriers. Mitchell's Williams-like in the sense of playing a pass and, and getting about the pitch. Thompson, we haven't even mentioned Ben Thompson. No, we haven't mentioned Ben, ben Thompson, uh, ben, Harry. Ben no. Thompson is no. more probably... <laughs> He's probably gone his way to Waterloo to catch the well, train down to Portsmouth Harbour, mate. I don't, I don't, well, that's the rumour. I mean, there was a mad rumour Tuesday night while we were playing. I, I saw it on Twitter. I don't know if anyone else saw it. Mm. Um, their left winger, Ronan Curtis, is it? Um, apparently. Was that the boy? No, it wasn't the boy who scored the goal, was it? For no, Pond? no, it weren't the boy who scored the goal. That was Fairchild. Okay. Um, okay. Some kid, some, some Twitter account. Now, I, I don't give much credence to this Twitter account because I thought, well, if that was the agreed deal of a Thompson. Curtis swap. Mm. One, they wouldn't have played them both in the game, which they ended up doing. You wouldn't have thought, no. And two, you would have almost, or unless they were trying to give uh, Thompson a send-off or so on. Um, but then, uh, I don't get it. I, I think Thompson will stay. I generally believe that we won't get rid of anyone else. I do think we may have a dabble in the loan market for either a left-winger or a striker that can play out on the left um, because of the Bennett injury more than anything. I, don't, I think there will have they will find a foul of pound note down the back of the sofa. And I cannot believe <laughs> how many players are still out of contract. I cannot believe it. It's unbelievable. I mean, Aaron's yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. better clued up on stuff like this than me, but there are a hell of a lot of championship players that are, that are not with clubs. And I, I just, I don't know whether or not the fat has been trimmed to a level. I mean, Derby, having to pay for, Derby are paying five grand a week to the players they signed the other week until December. 
Well, that's a um, basket case. In, in well, the, I mean, well, that's mad that they're paying yeah. five grand a week for players that they don't really want, if you understand. So it shows what the money must be like. And they're at the bottom end of a uh, financial fair play regulation show. It shows what we're up against, really, with a pinch of salt to everyone else. But the podcast I was listening to has just come into my mind, chaps. It was the Athletics Championship Roundup. That's that's the uh, they're very good, actually. I've just I've just subscribed to listen. the Athletic for a month for ninety nine. Oh, it's ninety. Yeah, I've, I've, for the I've, podcast. Very um, very good. Very. I mean, I, I tend not to read it as much as I feel I should when I'm paying for it, but it's only a pound a month, for, so it's not not exactly a killer. Yeah, but it's, it's, podcasts are very good, Harry. On, on yeah, that they show. are very good. I mean, I listen to. You, what did you mention? You mentioned. Um, Funny enough, you mentioned it on another pod. It was mm. yeah, they, the fan app that Arsenal are part of in Inter. Oh, socios. That's that's right. A, yeah, so that's um... these socios do a podcast. They used to do the um, they used to do. Remember when Sky had La Liga? They used to have um, like an yeah. English bloke who played in Spain or lived in Spain. Yeah, Michael Robinson, I think it wasn't it. Irish. I think Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Irish or, or yeah. whatever. And he'd done his own pod, and it was about Messi, like the the deal and why Barcelona are so screwed and why financial fair play in Spain is a big deal and and so on and differences. And it was like an hour and a half. Yeah, and no, it's good. They kept they kept plugging the socials, and I literally thought to myself. This is this is a new form of like um, sort of advertising within yourself. It's like once you're here, it's like oh, you'll get exclusive content. Well, I'm all right with this content. You're giving me two hours of content. What am I what am I paying for to get extra? It feels we like- we won't be going down that road on Acton Millwall. I can tell you that much, dear listeners. You won't no get any no Patreons, no no no. Was it Fan Hub or some fan, some no fan some hub. no none of that? No, I mean you you know you you'll get what you get from us, and we'll do it when we want. Um, as often as we like, that's how it works on this show. I just want to close for charity, and we do it for charity. I will mention um, the Lions Food Hub shortly. Um, I just want to close the QPR game. It's got um, post here from Jake Sanders. Good to have Jake back. Who knows how much longer Jed Wallace will be at Millwall? I hope it's long term. He says in brackets, but that goal and that celebration today was simply iconic. The the bond between players and fans was never more evident. I like that. Um, and that's repeated by Mill Mill Dolbs. Um, he's been supporting Mill for over thirty years. But seeing Jed Wallace race over to celebrate his goal with us is right up there with his favourite moments. Passion shown by the players and us in that moment was insane. And that would be the word that I would describe Saturday as, Michael. In it, it struck me certainly the opening phase as insane. Yeah, carnage. That's the word I use. But I like, um, I like insane as well. How are your uh, bruises? I mean, I, I'm going to give Mike Hayden a shout out, Scalak, um, and his brother Andy, who's uh, who's freezer crab podcast is quite very very good. It is um, good. Well worth a um, listen. But anyway, well worth it. There's another plug for another podcast, but I don't. I'll have to that. dig out the old advert. It might be out of date now, but I'll run it anyway for this yeah, show. Yeah, it was very it was very good. I've listened to a few of them today at work. Very good. Um, but anyway, the the he the the story was so, uh, you know, like Michael said. We'd all had a few drinks, and um, yeah, I sort of saw the net, the net rustle, <laughs> and I thought, "Oh, that's it." But it took like it, it seemed like time seems to slow down. It was like something out of like um, the Flash or something. Like you're moving, everyone else around <laughs> you is moving at, at, at three times the speed. And all I got was these. I mean, Mike and his Mike and his brother, are, are, for anyone who doesn't know, are both over six foot. I'm I'm pushing six foot. 
and they're like a good six four. Had me on the floor. I got my brother who's five foot eight if he's lucky uh, to me right hand side. I'm trying to hug him and go over. I ended up on the floor. I literally ended up down <laughs> on the seat. I've got these two over the top. My back, the bruise on my back was unbelievable, but it was well worth it. I mean, I wanted. I would have gone mad if we'd scored the second, but um. So it's it's not on my favourite. It's up there, but it's not on my favourite goal. My favourite goal of all time. But I I totally get dogs is um the sentiment behind it. I mean, if we win. I mean, if we win Saturday, we'll have four points from... from I know, from it'd be six. a good start, wouldn't it? Um, I mean, thank God they've lost Ad, um, Adam Armstrong. Armstrong. I was, I was just going to say that the Blackburn have um, lost the one there. Well, he was certainly always a threat whenever well, we played the them. When, um, yeah. He played for Coventry, sort of beat David Fall from about 50 yards, didn't he? I remember, I seem to remember. But, um, you know, uh, I've always rated him. I think he'll do really well in the Premier League, to be honest. I was, he's one of those players that I expected someone like West Ham to take a punt on. Um, but yeah, I, I, maybe playing them at the right time. Mowbray's team's difficult to play against. Let's hopefully see. we'll Gary, uh, in the words of, um, hopefully the Gary Row revolution continues. And uh, we, I mean, it'd be, it'd be lovely to win at the Den, wouldn't it? Just to get... Oh, mate, I'm going to be back there on Saturday myself. I'm just going to take a quick break, dear listeners, because we've got two... Um, voicemail messages from Barry Moon. Big thank you to Barry. And a mysterious character called The Pom. The Pom, who's left us um, a couple of messages. Do do leave your voicemails on 0208 144 0232. It's always welcome to get messages. If you want to send me anything through the... the if you've got my WhatsApp, no, my uh, mobile, send me a WhatsApp. That's that's great. I don't want to stick my mobile online. So if you give us a shout on, um, you know, on, on Twitter. Okay. And if, if I deem you trustworthy with my personal details... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. You have to sign, you have to sign your data protection. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to prove. Yeah, you, know, you got to establish your credentials. You know. Um, oh yeah. Do um, yeah, send me content. I mean, it's great. I mean, I, I really, really enjoy it. We, we've used a couple already in this show, so I'm just going to break away now for for the Pom and Barry, and then we'll come back, boys, and we'll just briefly touch on Mill Two Pompey One in the Caribou Cup. Hello. Hello, Nick Barry Moon here. I'm the only one to talk to you on leaving a message. Um, pleased to see you on the men, mate. Really need you. Sure, the glue that holds us all together, mate. We need you. But I'm quietly optimistic about this season. George Savile coming back, hopefully, will be the signing we need. I loved him here before. It's a shame we've lost Mason Bennett for a few weeks with that injury. It gives someone else an opportunity. I'm really hoping that young Mahoney steps up because I do rate the lad, but I think he might need a good run in the side. No, if he can get his act together, I think we've got a good one there. If we can keep Jed, it'd be great, but I don't know what's going to happen there. I think it depends on what season we have with Jed. I think by Christmas, if we're pushing near the top, he might sign a new contract. It depends. I think he's looking... I can't see him getting a Premier League move. I don't think that's good. I think it's probably one of the top sides of the MS division would be looking to sign him. But there you go. He's been a great servant to the club, and I wish him all the best if he does go. It's lovely to be back, and I'm really looking forward to hopefully to be able to see you down the den soon. And as you say, it's very emotional to get back. I will be there Tuesday. I can't make the Rangers going, but um, I'll definitely be there Tuesday just to get down there again to see what the place looks like. Anyway, look after yourself, mate, and thanks for the programmes. They've been great. Cheers, mate. Hello, Nick. Just listening to the episode from the other day. Uh, you was moaning. Well, not moaning, but you said people weren't using your voicemail. So here's the bomb. Um... Just wanted to say, uh, come on, you Lions. Looking forward to the new season. I think we can get fifth. 
I'm a, an optimist. Um, hopefully we fucked fast enough because he's absolute dog shit. And uh, up we go, mate. Premier League, cause carnage for a year, get paid loads of dough, and then uh, back to our usual routine. Come on, you lions. See you lot at QPR. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Achtung, Milbal. So, welcome back, dear listeners. Um, I didn't go to the game. I didn't get a chance to see anything of it last night, chaps. I've only seen the goals on the... Um, the club did like a quite a nice video, um, low-level video, and I've seen like the, um, the the one minute 30 clip or whatever it is of the actual goals. Um, it's It was a poor start, wasn't it? I mean, to concede, <laughs> to concede quite a spectacular goal um, is not what you want against Portsmouth, but... Um, from what I've read and from what I've picked up watching the uh, the highlights, a decent comeback. And in the end, enough was done to get through to the uh, the second round and, and the glittering prize area of Cambridge United at home. Oh, what a... Uh, how much they go charge for that one? Oh, I hope a tenner. I, hope, I don't um, think it should be a tenner, Nick. I'll, 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 no? I'll this. Well, it should be... It should be... Okay, I'll accept it being a tenner for adults, but the kids should be free. Right, it's the school holidays. I'd go with that. Yeah, it's school holidays. Open the old ground out, make it nice, get the kids interested. Do that. Surely, a tenner for the adults is going to pay for for the kids to come. Twenty quid for the mum and dad to turn up. You've sold two tickets compared to one, and you've got four bums on seats, which looks better on the highlights program. You know, it, it's it, it's knowing your audience. People are, you know, some people are still struggling with COVID. Some people yeah, haven't yeah, gone back to yeah. work properly, or, or or so on and so forth. People lost lost loads of money. Some people, you know, know your audience, and yeah, yeah, no, I agree. 
I think a deal that includes kids for free. I mean, even if you're charging more for the adult and yeah, the kid absolutely. comes for nothing, if you must charge 18, make it that, that kind of a child for nothing or, you know, something of that kind. I mean, my call, I mean, nice finishes. Both goals look like decent, decent um, finishes. First was a, a, a Scott Malone rebound, kind of slammed home. I think it's from the edge of the six-yard box. That's four seconds, apparently. <laughs> and then a, a nice finish by George Savile with kind of an odd goal in a way because he kind of side-footed it on the volley which you don't often often see but um, nice to progress I mean I, I can't get terribly excited over the Caribou Cup but it's nice to go through it isn't it yeah yeah and, and more importantly as well it goes back to that thing that Harry said at the beginning and um, we touched on about the fitness um, yeah, yeah you, you, minutes you, you yeah. don't want to have yeah you don't have loads and loads and loads of games don't get me wrong um, because you start um, getting a bit of a threadbare squad if you pick up some injuries, but especially these early games when there's still a little bit of rust and a little bit of dust that's settled on the team to sort of blow that off, if you will. Um, yeah, I'm a bit like you, Nick, in truth. I mean, even when the League Cup final's on telly, I don't, and, you know, inevitably we're not in it, um, I don't mm. really sit down and watch it because it's not really something that... No, I wouldn't say no to a run. I wouldn't... I would say no to a cup run if we can get close to the um the it's not the Twin Towers is it it's the the Arch of Wembley, That's the arch, yeah. um Twin Towers are long gone, well, I am I mean nineteen nineteen ninety nine still chaps but um yeah I mean it would be nice to get a run but it's. It... I think it's more it, the, the most important thing is just to get a win under our belts, and I think that's 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 um, a good thing. Two thousand yeah, Pompey turned out there though. That was uh, seven thousand crowds. So that weren't bad, was it? Yeah, that's not bad at all. And and I mean that the selection gets me as well because I thought that the side that he put out was again a very strong side for a league cup game. Um, yeah, I know that some managers, depending on how big their squads, in pretty much puts out the entire second string, didn't they? But we still had a lot of first team players playing, but. It's like I said on our little WhatsApp chat, um, WhatsApp chat, chat, wasn't it? That um, I would have been in, but it was interesting the sort of position with Thompson because if you have got a player who, who you don't know if he wants to go or or if if we keep him or whatever, but you you, you don't want to put things in place that's actually going to potentially impede him going unless it's to a side who's already at these competitions because you've you've now you've now sort of cup tied him, haven't you? So that'll yeah, be a selection yeah, of games he can't yeah, play. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be an yeah, intriguing storyline. The Ben Thompson. Yeah, yeah, the League Cup isn't a be all and end all to most teams, and 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 a transfer isn't going to be decided on whether you know you who you get in the second round of the Caribou Cup. But this also goes back to a little bit of the preseason we spoke about with the Thompsons and players like that. And it always sounds like I'm having a dig at the poor boy. I do like him, but how much game time is he going to get? If you give him a decent run in the preseason and and you're giving him sort of minutes in the cup, is he actually going to feature at all in the league? Yeah, no, it's going to be. I mean, that, that's that's the question for Ben to 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 decide on, really, isn't it? I, I do agree with you. It's hard to see if unless there are severe injuries to that midfield, it's going to hard, be hard to see him getting a regular start in in at this level of the championship now. But I mean, we, the only way he'll play, the only way, sorry, the only way yeah. he'll play is if he changes system. He's not a, he's not really a centre midfielder. I mean, he, his best spell for Millwall was when he was arriving late as sort of as the 10, believe it or yeah. not. You know, that's when he scored all his goals and kept us up that season. You know, I think Savile's been kind of signed to to do that. I don't know whether or not we were going to change when Bennett was fit to maybe play a bit differently, maybe a 4-4-2 or, or, or maybe, you know, a 4-5-1, depending sort of thing. But I, I feel like 
he's a good squad player to have. I, I think he does offer... Just whether he'll settle for that, Harry, isn't it? Just, he, well, I mean... he can settle for that. I, I mean, I'll be honest. If he can't go to pull, if he can't go to a top end league one club, if you're Ben Thompson and you you're a Millwall fan, yeah, and if you're willing to sit on the bench and you still got a contract, are you really going to want to leave unless you go for more money and a guaranteed first team spot at Portsmouth? Now, would he have got a guaranteed first team spot with Kenny Jacket? But will he get a guaranteed first team spot with under Cowley, under, yeah. under the Cowleys? Yeah, you know these are the kind of questions. They're only human as well. We've got to do what's best for them. I know it probably might be the best for Millwall if if Ben leaves and we get some wages. But you know we'd like Bob Varson to leave, but he ain't going to leave unless somebody we either pay him off or someone <laughs> is blind and that desperate for a striker. You know. Um, it's just a very weird situation we will find themselves in. With a cut. It's, it's strange to be sitting with too many midfielders. Like, we could have an injury crisis. I think we'd be okay. <laughs> in, in midfield, we certainly yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. No. Maybe, maybe not so much up front. I mean, the, just without dwelling on the Athletics podcast, which I must have flogged about three or four times now. Maybe I'm going to see if I can get some kind of deal where I mention it all the time. Um, but they, they did say most of the business will obviously take place between now and the end of the transfer window, which I think is August the, the 31st. I think that's the date. Yeah, I don't like um, this. We've gone back to what we had a couple of years ago, haven't we? we? Wasn't there a deal before COVID? I seem to remember that it was the season that Savile and Wallace nearly left um, right. because the transfer window was still open. And then the year after, the transfer window wasn't open because they didn't want clubs to be fending start the season with one team and then necessarily sell or buy. You know, it, apparently it gave, it was something to do with giving the Premier League teams equal footing with Europe or some, some Yeah, well, there, there are a huge disadvantage, those Premier League teams, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the, game, the game's more, not geared enough in their favour. Yeah, they need more help. I mean, clearly, <laughs> clearly all those parachute payments are not going to help West Brom. That's West from right. um, Norwich or Bournemouth, jump, at Bournemouth yeah. jump straight back up at the first time of asking, clearly. But um, yeah, it's, it's a weird. The league is shit this year, by the way. I've watched a couple. Of, <laughs> I've watched a lot of championship teams so far, as much as po- physically possible. And I generally find myself thinking to myself, if we can't fucking get out of this league this year, then you know I might as well just accept that we're always going to be in the second division. No pressure so, on the club. Aries, Aries, put the hex on. I us. don't care. Look, I don't care if we don't go. I, that's a lie. I do care if we you don't do go care. Up. You do but care. But I don't. I just want to. Have a go at it. If you get to, you know, like uh, like the season when we had with Harris, where we nearly went up, you know, even finishing eighth in that season, it didn't feel like we finished eighth. You know, it almost felt like the Fulham game was a playoff because of the yeah. way how the league was. You know, all we want, you know, it's it's about having a go at the right time. And I generally believe that we we've the building blocks are in place. He's built the defence. He's built the attack. You know, maybe it's time for just a little bit of. A little bit of garnish on the top for the up front, and 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 we'll be there. And we're that close. Have a bit of, uh, you know, have some courage of your convictions, Millwall. Go and realise that if we've got Jed till the end of the season, you are going to have to replace Jed in a way, i.e., not by replacing Jed, but replacing what Jed gives you. So try and find that player now before we're, you know, without Jed, shall we say. Michael, I just want to mention, I mean, Paul Llewellyn's actually flagged him up. Um, George Savile versus Portsmouth. You, you know, we, we said how, not, I don't know how disappointed we were on, on Saturday. I mean, but he was just a little bit under, under under par maybe Saturday. But scored a goal against Pompey. 
And um, Paul Llewellyn's flagged up his stats from from the near post, which uh, site, which is showing him of passing accuracy eighty six point four percent. I should be really impressed with this stuff, but it just passes me by. But I thought I'd mention it. Eight tackles, aerial battles, one goal, one shots for. I mean, as Paul says, he's going to be a crucial player this season. I think that's. You know, if we can get the best out of Jules Savile, then you know we we will be a very decent side in in that championship. Yeah, yeah, and it's what I said after the Gillingham game. Um, I think that he's arguably with with Jed. Um, he's arguably our most important player because when he's ticking and he's working right, the rest of the team tick and work right, doesn't it? It's just yeah, it's just good that we've managed to get that time machine working back to four years ago when the whole team revolved around how good Savile and Wallace are, wasn't it? But um, <laughs> if it ain't yeah, broke, I'd, mate, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Ain't broke, don't fix it. I'd, I'd say the, I'd say the word underwhelmed um, after the. Underwhelmed is a good choice. Best. Yeah, um, I like that. I like that because we we we, we know we know his ability. We know we know how good he is, and if it takes him maybe another week or two, or the odd League Cup game to get fit again, then then fair play. But it shows how much we know about football. We're, we're sat here going, oh yeah, he uh, he don't look all that George Savile, does he? Then it's like eighty five percent passing accuracy. This accuracy. <laughs> this accuracy. But it was no good for where I was sat at QPR after four pints, was he, Paul? And rest assured, dear listeners, I'm not going to go down the route of a stats-based podcast because I'll just turn myself inside out trying to worry about expected goals and percentage passes. I did like um, TT's post on Thoughts After the Tuesday Night um, win over Pompey. This is uh, Tony Thomas. uh, Thoughts about Mill last night. The pitch looks superb, so great job, says Tony. That was relayed, I think, during the close season, so I'm going to be interested to see what the pitch looks like on Saturday. Um, the goal music has returned, Harry. He's not uh, TT's not a fan, but are you? Do you like a bit of goal music after we score a goal? Or are you more of a purist on that front? I, I, I know what I think you're going to say, but I thought I'd invite it. You know, ask. Um, I'm not sure about the goal music actually. I, I think it don't bother me. I mean, it I, doesn't. I, yeah, some I get very angry over it, don't they? Yeah, I think I'm a little bit apathetic towards it, which is unusual for me to have. Are you? Yeah, exactly. I just. It's always been there, therefore it doesn't. It's just what I know. I, I, I do understand when people think it's a bit muggy. I understand what you think. Mm. But it's probably not needed in Millwall versus Leeds. You know, it's probably not needed. Yeah, but it yeah. might be needed. It might liven up the Cambridge United game, might, might not it? Yeah, I don't absolutely. Know. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of it. And it's it's for the kids. It's not for you. If no. you've had a beer, it's not for you. Let's put it that way. I mean, on the same subject, in a sense, I mean, uh, TT also mentions that I think these were the uh, the obstructions. There was chicken wire at the front of the Dockers uh, lower and that's gone. Apparently, that, that was that was, I think, to prevent people climbing across easily, at least and get on the that pitch. Was, that that's, that's gone, that, apparently. Well, that was the, that was that was never there for a long period of time. That wasn't there. And then they put that up about maybe 18 months before COVID, mm. um, which was weird. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was it. Didn't stop everyone getting on the pitch at Wembley. They had, they had chicken wire there, didn't they? And then, well, you just go up the middle, the, the emergency exit up the middle. They don't they believe it or not. They they're not allowed by law to cover that bit in chicken wire. So people just walk down that bit. See, yeah. other fans of other clubs should tune in to this Millwall podcast for tips on how to invade the pitch at Wembley. You go up the middle. This is the only show that will give you these these kind of under. This is, this is the only show with live up to the <laughs> live middle. tips on pitch invasions. <laughs> um, uh, Michael, the, the was it Angelo Peretti? Michelangelo Peretti beer has been exchanged for Carlsberg. Um, and 
TT says May, M-E-H, May. I don't know if you say it, or May. I don't know how you say that. But did, were you a fan of the Peretti? I, I think um, Mike H, he, he liked the drop of the Angelo Peretti, didn't he? At the end of the day, Nick, anything's better than the Fosters they used to have, isn't it? <laughs> no, Carlsberg is not better than Fosters. So you're favouring Peretti over Carlsberg, H? I, I, oh, I, Carls- I like Peretti. I hate Carlsberg. As, 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 a, as a man who shops in Aldi and Lidl, <laughs> um, I think um, Peretti sounds like a, a poor man's beer and Moretti, so I feel quite continental when I'm sat in the cold blow lane. And it sounds and, like and um, that. like the kind of snide pair of trousers you might bought, thinking they would make like Farrah slacks back in the nineties. I mean, they're not; they're Peretti's. They're you know, it's yeah. like fake Gabici or something. I don't know. It's, it had that kind of feel to it, but I mean, I don't, I don't when I'm going to football, I'm driving, so I'm, I'm not drinking. Fucking hell, beer's beer, come on, get over it, TT. It's like these people who moan about how blue the Millwall shirt is. It's Millwall plan blue, we drink warm beer, get over it. Plus, I'm on a drugs cocktail these days, chaps. I can't touch alcohol without falling asleep on you, so um, I'm not much used to the man of beast. Um, £17 for a ticket, he says, too high. I think we've we've probably all, all, all agreed that in, to some level. Um, and the toilets were flooded, and it's great to be back, says TT. So it's good to know. And there was a there was a, a thing doing the rounds about a toilet was out of action, similar kind of thing to the fitness levels. H. I mean, you you wonder what what's the stadium staff been doing <laughs> since the return of some degree of normality? If the, if the toilet's out of action, you know, they just looked at it for. Three well, if months, it's not it? fixed now, it's never going to be fixed. Is it? That's the, that's kind of. The point. I'm wondering whether the bird shit's got no. moved. I'm, I'm going to be interested in the bird shit up in my corner. Um, well, I mean, this is this is coming from a club, and I know my I know my like obviously working for the MSC, but this is coming from a club that going back to the QPR game still wasn't sure about ticketing on the Friday. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you didn't get your ticket till late, did you? you was it the day before? Tweeting, yeah, my... is anyone still waiting for their tickets for QPR? Yeah, please ask Because it's gone. Well, the best thing was, that even trying, not just the the fact that the tickets, when they went at, when they were posted, didn't turn up in time or did, but were yeah. cutting it very, very fine. The actual day that the tickets went on sale, the club was saying tickets are now on sale and 2,000 Millwall fans were trying to buy tickets <laughs> and they weren't showing. And the club were basically calling you liars. It was the best <laughs> thing ever because I'm sitting in a queue and I've got Twitter open on my phone and I'm refreshing, trying to get these tickets to show up. They're like, they are now on the website and they showed the screenshot of them being on the website. It's like everyone's sending in screenshots of them not being on the you website. Know what? I, have to, I have to say as well, thank, thanks to the club's ticketing and, um, and responses on Twitter, there are now three important historic names of this club. It will be Barry Kitchener, yeah. Neil Harris, and Shona Groves. I was just yes, going to mention. I was actually going to nominate. I was going to. I was going to nominate Shona for sainthood, the Saint Saint Shona of Bermondsey for some of the work that I saw going in. In the, I mean, I'm following all this from the, uh, the the holiday cottage down the, you know miles away. So, but I can appreciate what she's done there. So Saint what's Shona. The church, what's the church called? At the Rename top of that. The road? The Church of Saint Shona, yeah, we'll just that to the <laughs> Worker of Miracles. <laughs> she changed Peretti to, to wine. Cha- the Groves Chapel of Bermond- <laughs> Chapel of Remembrance. I, I had visions of saying of, of being like collect your tickets at QPR. Well, that's well, going to turn, turn into a riot. Well, that, 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 but they said the best one was was like if you ain't got your tickets, let us know. You're going to have to pick them up at QPR. And then QPR <laughs> put a tweet out saying you got to be here by half one because the police want to put a call in. That's going to work well. Oh, it would have. Oh, really there well, we are. Anyway, I, mean, I mean, you have missed all this. This is what you've missed from life. When you look at well, yeah. 
you know, what what have you missed? I've missed the chaotic, loving, <laughs> slightly naive football club. <laughs> All those months of nothing going on to COVID, and, and now, as, you, as I think the TT's captured it well, it's good to be back. That's that much is for sure. Achtung, Mühlwald. Michael, you 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 have any um, you have some non-league notes? I've written Michael's non-league notes. Did you have anything that you wanted to say about Erif and uh, yeah, yeah, and so Fisher? Just, just touching on just touching on what we were talking about the other day with our non-league review. Um, yeah. basically we're going to look at some non-league clubs this season because obviously with with things like COVID, some of these little non-league clubs are struggling. They need support, yeah. mate. They need support. Yeah, of course, of course. And and um, also, we're saying about MSC things here and there. One of the reasons why um, the MSC has partnered with these local football clubs is if you've got examples of the QPR game, you say fifteen thousand people um, want to get tickets. Only two thousand can, but you fancy physically going to a game of football. You know, there's a lot of non-league clubs that you can get into. Um, yeah. You know, as part of the membership, again, I'm not I'm not using this as a quickly going become an MSC member and like that. But what I'm saying is, is that's one of the reasons why um, the MSC is partnering with these teams as well to help them out. So three of three of the ones we're partnered with um, are all in the same division. So I thought it'd be interesting to sort of keep that going. Yep. Um, they are actually in the, if I can find the name of the league, it is the Southern Counties East Football League, which um, and they're in the Premier Division, which ends a bit of a mouthful but I just thought I'd have a quick run through some of the results um so our beloved Fisher will start with them they're just nearby they're actually um currently after one game you never look at the table after one game but on this show we do we do um, yeah to fill the airways <laughs> um they've played one game they're currently fifth um okay in three points they actually beat Rustle uh 5-0 on the 31st of July so Good result. That, um, yep. halfway line and um um, I think Robert Dave Anderson I've seen in and the Mill halfway line, they're, they're regulars. Yeah, a lot of them go at, down there. Uh, so Fisher, that'll be, yeah. That'll be interesting. So um, their next away game actually is on the 14th of August. They're at Sheffield United. Now, I'm not sure okay. how many of you guys um, or Nick or Harry are into the non-league scene, but Sheffield a few years ago were actually doing quite well. They've put a bit of money into their ground and they're always a team that okay. you sort of look out for. So even though it's early in the season, um, Sheffield against Fisher, will be quite a big game there. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, just got knocked out of the FA Cup as well, Fisher, uh, recently in the extra preliminary round um, with those teams. They obviously in it very, very early, don't they? Yeah. Um, we'll touch on with Erif Town at the moment as well, just quickly. After two games, they are currently uh, mid-table, right smack in the middle in 10th, one win um, from their two games. Uh, they lost to uh, Glebe, formerly managed by Gary Alexander. Yes, indeed. Down at Sid Cup, Glebe, aren't they? Uh, is it Foxbury? Yeah. Foxbury, around there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Lo- lovely little ground down in Glebe, actually down in down in the sort of Chiselhurst way, um, and that was after they beat Lordswood four one. So um, some big scoring games involving Erif Town. If anyone wants to get down there, and as we said in a couple of weeks' time um, on the eighteenth of August, I'll actually be there for that game. It's Erif Town versus Erif and Belvedere. So any local derby, back, the Erif derby, derby um, Magnifico. Yeah, lo- lo- lovely couple of clubs as well. Um, yeah. through through personal things uh, through the MSC and. Um, things as well to do with like the local scouts that my, my son goes to. They're really, really good in the local community uh, area, so do look out for them. Um, and Dave Martin, he signed for Irith and Belvedere recently, didn't he? He Dave did, Martin. didn't he? And is it um, was it Jamie Philpot? I think he's playing for, for Glee, but if memory yeah, exactly, serves, yeah. so, obviously um, scorer of a goal for, on the last day for the Lions just a few years ago up at Wolves, I think Jamie Philpot on his, one of his early... Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. And appearances. also as well um, with... 
Sheppy were playing Fisher in the same division. Tom Bradshaw's brother was playing at okay. Sheppey. Trophy still there now. Okay. So there's 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 quite the Millwall connection with these non-league clubs. If fans um, obviously ever want to pop down, um, Irith Town they did go through to the next round of the um, preliminary sections of the FA Cup. Um, they beat Sherwater two 0 away for those who were in the know, um, and also Irith and Belvedere. Um, we'll touch on to them now. They've got through to the next round of the FA Cup after winning an extra time. But interestingly, they are just uh, where are they in the league? Let's get this leg table up. They're actually in second place, just below Glebe on goal difference. Um, they have, um, if I can find their run of fixtures, they have Glebe on the 30th of August. But in their two games they've played so far in the league, they won their first one 5 1 and their second game 3 1. So okay. that's, that's an awful decent lot start. Yeah, so so you're always sort of guaranteed attacking football if you go and watch them play. And Naros said that the era from Belvedere, era of town game, will fucking finish nil nil, won't it? I went um, to um, I went to era from Belvedere. I used to live in um, not far from Upper Belvedere around there, and I, I went down there one day. I, this was going back a long time now, listen, because I went to their old ground. It was right by the side of. Um, era station was it Belvedere station? One or the other. I can't remember which one. It might be Belvedere. And they had a, a ground, a nice little ground, but wooden stand. I, th- I think it all burned down in mysterious circumstances, and I think it's now one of these. It's an Asda. Re- Asda. Is that what it was? I thought it was a retail unit of some sort. But um, yeah, I, no, I actually went to their old ground long time ago. Um, now talking about back in the um, back in the nineties, it must have been. But yeah, in a good good little one. The Sheriff Welling, I think, uh, Michael, they're down at Parkview Road. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what the thing is as well, is that they've had a little bit of a revamp over the last few years because there was always one of these really nice, cosy is the wrong word, but you'd always go down there. I know you know, what you mean, really, yeah. Really nice little atmosphere, lovely people. You know, you, you make mates very, very quickly. And, and everyone who knows non-league football knows that's what it's like. But over over the last uh, year or so, um, they've sort of had a bit of a rebrand. What's really nice is they've kept that sort of community feel to them, but, you know, they've redesigned their badge to get a bit more professional. Their, their club bar they've got there now is incredible compared right. to what it was before. Okay. So, you know, if you want to get down there and get a beer, you can. Uh, they've got their own little stand, as we all know, their own entranceway. So it's not as if it's like you're walking into Welling and they sort of play around the corner. Yes, they, yeah. they are a tenant, yeah. but they've got their own little entranceway and, and everything like that as well. But I actually found as well to to, to keep Labour point about Irith and Belvedere, there was a lot of times when if I actually went to see Welling play, I'd actually go in Irith Bar because it was a little bit of a nicer, nicer setup, nicer setup, nicer, nicer atmosphere. So, yeah, I, I, I know it sounds like I'm sort of plugging teams on a Millwall podcast here, but you know these these grounds, these clubs, they they are the lifeblood of, of football as we know it. Well, the thing know? is, the way the way I'm looking at it, uh, Mike, was if we for, maybe for even for mid midweek games. I mean, obviously Saturday's largely going to be tied up with watching the Millwall. But if you want to go and watch a game of football, and it's a midweek game, you want to have a wander around to these these clubs. They, they're desperate for your support. Um, there's a bar there, as 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 you uh, have so rightly said. It's huge plus point. You watch a game of football, often with a glass of beer in your hand, and um, you know <laughs> that's that's what we want. And I'm I'm more than happy to keep tabs on. Our local clubs. Um, good luck to Erif Town. I'm going to try and get down to some of these grounds at some point during the season. Um, have a look myself. I haven't been to Glebe and I haven't I've been to Welling in the past. I haven't been to Erif Town. So I'm going to have a look at that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's great to give support. I'm going to try and get along to some round round where I live over in uh, in Newham around that way. So we'll we'll see how the season goes. But yeah. really good stuff, Michael. Achtung, Milbein. Michael's red card section, the rule book queries, notes, and quirks I've got written on my my um 
my, my private notes here. I'm not, bad, I'm not, bad, I'm not playing this Saturday because I'm at the den, but I will be playing next Saturday. So uh, yeah. So this, you'll, you'll find this useful for rule books and unusual situations. Harry. So do you know? Do you know what's? Where you go, Michael? Do you know what's quite interesting? Before before we before we start, um, as as Nick has kindly. Um, Jested several times. Yes, I, I did do a referee course. And, and He's a referee, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Wanker, wanker, wanker. Oh, mate, do you know what? The first time I got sworn at was by a 10-year-old. It was quality. Um, <laughs> how, how much how rewarding was it to get your yellow card out? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his pocket money went on his spine. Um, no, but basically, um, so, so before you start going on these course, you need to do a, um, a FA Laws of the Game Um sort of online course is free to start it's free to do right. but one thing i will say to, to fans is uh, and listeners is that if if you do have time and i'm again i'm not saying to all become referees but have a look at this course because some of these rules like i thought i knew football and you guys know you think you know football i think i know football think, yeah. yeah but yeah. some of them i was like didn't know that harry thinks know he knows that. football I except except for Harry, who knows, who's obviously the oracle of all things football. Um, <laughs> so you got you got some you got some scenarios or a scenario, yeah, perhaps. So, just so to... there's, a, there's, there's a great there's a great app. It is called for those who want to download it. The actual app itself is called the um, IFAB uh, yep. Laws of the Game app. It's free okay. to download, and they what they've got is they've got a section of Q and A. So I've I've picked out a couple of Q and As, and this will be a semi regular feature for fans um, yep. those who want to take part. So I'll aim this at you first, Harry. So, yeah, a player, other than the goalkeeper, is injured during the kicks from the, um, the kicks from the penalty mark, so the penalty shootout, and unable to continue. Their team has not used its maximum number of subs. What is the correct procedure? So, so let me get this right. So, a player's been injured and... During the penalty shootout. During the penalty shootout. Mm-hmm. But I've still got subs. Yeah. But you're, I'm guessing you can't make a sub during the penalty shootout. So, so you can. So you continue in sequence so minus that no, one. So don't you continue and the other team nominate a player that's not going to take penalties for them? Is that right? What do you think? What do you think, Nick? Well, I would think if the player's injured, and you, Harry's got it there, you can't make a substitution during the course of a penalty shootout. So, but your man is injured, can't take a penalty. So you move along to the next in line, and he's he's injured, no longer part of the of of the team until you've used up the full quota of your team, and then maybe you can bring in a substitute after that. that Harry's sense. actually right. So the player, is he? Oh, fuck. the player, can leave, <laughs> the, the player can leave the kicks from penalty shootout or penalty mark, but may not be replaced. The opposing team. Must remove one player to equal the number. I didn't know that. Wow. See, there you go. Well done, Harry. Well, that's one nil nil to Harry then. And finally, and finally, there's one for you. So, a goalkeeper from Team A denies an opponent an obvious goal scoring opportunity by handling the ball outside their own penalty area. After that, the ball bounces back to the attacking player from Team B who scores a goal. What is the correct decision? So the goalkeepers deliberately handballed it outside the penalty area, yeah. but in the in the in the action of doing that, it's fallen to a, a striker who's put it in the net. So the goal's been scored. Um, I, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go first. I'll, I'll go first and give it to Harry. I would think it much depends on when the whistle gets blown. Um, if the whistle's been blown as soon as the referee's seen the handball, 
that it's got to be a, um, a red card for a goalkeeper and, and a free kick. The goal's disallowed in that situation. Um, if he's not blown the whistle, then he's got discretion to allow the goal, but I'd still give the goalkeeper a, a red card. What do you think, Harry? Uh, I, uh, you never say I think about a defender covering, yeah? So it's a clear goal-scoring opportunity? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so it'd be the denial of a clear goal-scoring opportunity. So that'd be a red card for the goalkeeper. Whether or not you'd let the goal stand is the bit that I'm trying to work out. So I'm going to guess it's a free kick. It's a free kick to the offended side. The goalkeeper gets um, red carded and you don't do anything. The goal doesn't stand because the foul's taken place as long as the whistle's been blown. But I'm presuming we're saying the whistle was blown. Yeah, if it's blown, then the, the play stops and they, they, they award a free kick. What, what's, what's the correct You're time? Both both so, wrong. Yeah. So the referee applies the advantage and awards the goal. The goalkeeper is cautioned, cautioned and sent off because cautioned. by applying the advantage, the goal scoring opportunity was interfered with, but was restored. Right. Well, that and makes. For, and for those, and if for more information for um, scenario one, that is under law ten point three, and for scenario two, that is under law twelve point three. If for more information. Wow. Okay, so if I chin someone in the penalty box, <laughs> right, <laughs> but it's stopping a goal scoring opportunity, yeah, but the ball comes back to them while they're prone and they score. Do I still get sent off for violent conduct? Yeah, you would what? do there, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. So, it's, so handling the ball. <laughs> It's different in violence. Well, we're going to save that one to next time. Well, next no, I'm just, I'm just saying that's that's mental. That the the offence, which is a red card, def- so if I so basically as a defender, if you brought him down, so does that count if it's a defender as well, Michael? Sorry, what do you mean? Well, so well say, yeah, 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 you would, it, it would, because um... right, that's what that's what I'm saying, because I I was confused that. I thought goalkeepers were getting protected yet again. So it wouldn't no, no, so goal, basically goal, if I did the example the examples you're using a goalkeeper, I presume, because it's so obvious like a handball outside the area. Right. Because when, yeah. when 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 you actually look at the break we'll go into this in more detail another time. Sorry, Nick, we're wasting your time here. But That's when right. you look in when you look into the detail of tackles, you actually have different gradings of how severe tackles are. So it's a lot easier to say a sort of handball rather than a so so if, I John Te- so if I John Terry did, like threw me edit it and it hit my hand and it come back to him and he still scored anyway, I'd only get booked even though I've stopped the goal, presumably. Yeah, because your because your yeah. okay. um, your deliberate way of stopping the ball hasn't stopped the goal. But right. download the app if you want the answer. Well, check it quite, out. That's quite, check that, it. Look, that's quite interesting. That is quite interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That'd be, quite you... handy. That'd be quite handy at South Bank games. Donkey's years ago, I, I, when I did my housing qualifications, we studied housing law, and or law generally, and every lesson would finish up in a kind of a barrage of people saying, well, what if, what if this, what if that, what happens when I, <laughs> you, have, you have these kind of scenarios, and then, you, you know, as, as they used to have it, the facts, and then the law, and then everyone wants to have an argument over what's right and wrong, what they think. Anyway, that's a good section. I like that, Michael. We're going to do that again. Um, well done on that one, mate. Um, I just want to close our show by giving a shout out to a company local Millwall fans company called helping hands they're on twitter i will retweet them um but they're doing like um how can you put it they run errands they'll do deliveries pickups um cleaning all sorts of stuff prescription pickups i'm looking at here 
house sitting, checking, laundry and ironing. Um, they'll drop off to the food bank for nothing as a comp. Um, they're Millwall fans and helping hands. They'll, they'll, they'll do kind of um, um, errand type work and they deserve support in my opinion. I said I'd give them a shout out on the show. So here I am. Your contacts are helping hands on Twitter. I will retweet them. Um, otherwise, if you're not on Twitter, contact James or Kate for a chat about requests and a quotation um, on 07763-534-732. 07763-534-732. Helping hands. They do all sorts, pick up shopping, all sorts of stuff. Really good. And whilst I'm on the subject, I don't know if anyone from the MSC listens to this show or is in any way engaged in in the um in in the production of it but i was thinking that it'd be a really good idea because that's a millwall fans company have set it up as a startup and um there'll be plenty of millwall companies knocking around wouldn't it be great if we could have like a um a directory of millwall companies you know like if, if you wanted to get some building work done you'd have like adverts in there or or, or um you know, like the old yellow pages, just just names and and um, no endorsement. No, they're not recommending anyone. Motor trade, um, all sorts. There's loads of people in business, but I, I I've noticed West Ham do a lot of this kind of stuff, and I just think it would be really great if we had some kind of um, space web- life. Basically, like a Phil Thompson's directory for Liverpool fans. But Somebody, not really, yeah, not like that. You get, a, yeah. But do you know what? I mean. Oh, you know, we, we, we had some, um, it's done now, we had our bathroom done a couple of years ago. And I thought it'd be nice if you could just, you know, I'm not saying that you're going to get done any better or any worse. I mean, who knows? You, you, you take your chances and the relationship is between the customer and the, and the, and the contractor. But um, at least if you know the Millwall, then you can, you can, you know, you, you can go to them. And I just think that would be a great thing. You could do it online. You could Plus stick you it. you know they're going to be there Saturday at three o'clock if you've got well, any there you are. <laughs> But, you know, you know, it's, it, it's not that um, you can do PDFs. You can, you can have a booklet online. It don't cost really anything, you know. If people send their details in and you, you're putting it in a PDF file and you can click on it and say, oh, you know, taxis, I, I don't know, all sorts of stuff, isn't there? Um, I just think it would be a great idea, um, like a central kind of directory of mill companies. And it wouldn't, you know, you're not endorsing them. You're just saying, there they are, they're Millwall fans, and they they build extensions or they, they fit kitchens or whatever it is. Um, just a thought. Cars, so on, so forth. It just occurred to me. That's all, all I'm saying. But anyway, helping hands. Um, just what I said, I'll give them a shout out. So there we are, chaps. Um, I think we've reached the end of our conversation. Can um, Go for it. Chloe Burr on her first line. This is goal. Um, okay. I wasn't at the game, but I saw the clip online. Um, really good left foot finish. New signing this season. Um, looks really decent. Um, I think the Lionesses played at home Sunday, didn't they, Michael? And then they're going to play. I think they've got a friendly this week. I don't know if that's open. Is that open, Michael? Uh, yes, yes. Um, as far as I'm aware, it is. Yeah, last week was in Dulwich Hamlet Reserves, which was a, a two-all game with two, two penalties given in the first half as well. Um yeah. And yes, yeah, so this weekend's game, let me just get the name of the team, is Borough Green. So it's a Borough team Green. a few divisions below, but it's um, it should be it should be a good little game. Looking forward to it. Good luck to the Lionesses this season. You're gonna go down there, Harry? Are you, are you getting um, down there at any point? Yeah, I will I will go down there. I think they start with if I remember rightly, they've got an away trip to 
uh, Middlesex, don't they, Michael, to start right. with, which a bit. I think the, pro- the problem is, is I've I've gone and got loved up during during lockdown. He's so got I've loved got, up. Yeah, not the Millwall I know. So it's not the area so I know. No. Exactly. So the so the uh, the time has to be split equally. And the problem I've realised is that to play football, still play football, and go and watch Millwall, and then ask to go and watch the Lionesses. <laughs> it's a relationship uh, strainer, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it, uh, you know, a, a, a South Bank are waterlogged off on a, a on a Saturday. I think I'll be allowed to go on to watch the girls. I will try and get down to the girls at home as much as possible. Um, away might be a little bit of a stretch, might be a stretch. Season, but um i will try when i when i can i um i, ge- I generally wish the girls well they were, they are lovely lovely people and they they do and i know I, I tweeted this the other day but they do generally need your support it does the women's game is almost more competitive than the men's game in in some weird way that the the, the level because they're at such the same sort of level at, at, at the lower down you go, that support yeah. makes a big, big difference in terms of just the outlook for the girls. And um, yeah, if you can get down there, get down to St Paul's and, and give them a support. It's nice. You can again, you can have a beer and watch them. It's not, it's not a problem. You know, you don't have the same, same sort of um, restrictions, not yeah, that you do in in yeah. the men's game. So yeah, if you can get down there by all means, and if you want to, um, if you see me down there and you want to pull me up on Gary Rowett's team selection or so on and so forth. By all means, feel free to come over and talk to me. I'm a pretty reasonable person. <laughs> I agree with that. He is a reasonable person. Good stuff. Michael, did you have anything else before no, we no, close? All, all, all is good this side. Just, uh, yeah, so match prediction for the Blackburn game. Cause, uh, yeah, I yeah I score predictions, yeah. Do you know what? Now they've got rid of Armstrong, I'm going to go 2-0 Millwall. 2-0 Millwall. Harry, how do you fancy it Saturday? I think... We haven't thumped anyone for years. I reckon three 0 Millwall, and also a quick um, remember. I know this will really roll, Nick. Uh, yeah. Fantasy football is back. Oh. You were in it last oh. year. You're back into it this year for uh, for round two. I will try and mention it every time that I'm on. Stick it on social media. I'll, I'll retweet it, Harry. Um, I, I... It's the same. It's the same as last year. But I will retweet. I'll tweet it out, and you can yeah. retweet it later. We'll give it a boost. Uh, I won't be. I won't be taking part. I mean, you're does. already. I mean, you're already taking part. I think Lomas's Lo- lager have been re-entered. <laughs> um, I still. Yeah. I still think the highlight was was how um, Nick clearly shows that. He only randomly picks his team with the fact that Ozil was still in the squad. For a long <laughs> I think he's probably still in it. I mean, my favourite. I mean, the best. The best thing is I've seen some brilliant, brilliant, brilliant team names, such as Costa Del Crayford. Uh, <laughs> I like that. That was good. Uh, Pjanic at the Isco. Was very good. Um, only crawls and horses by Frankie good. Christou. That's good. And um, oh, Turkish delete, <laughs> which I thought was very, very good. Um, but yeah, it's a, there's some shout outs for the team names. I've forgotten to read who's, whose team name they were, <laughs> which kind of helps when you're chatting people out, but they'll know who they are. They'll know who and, they are. Um, and yeah, you're all you're all in the league. Watch um, out for the Twitter retweet of, our, of, the, of the Fantasy Football League and do enjoy everyone that really actively takes part. Well, in it. I mean, I, I mean, maybe this season I'll. I'll Michael might do the five-minute um, non-league. I'll do the five-minute of uh, thing. There was one. I, I was a bit late in the day. I found a, um, I found a championship one that um, me yeah. and um, I can't remember. I think his name's Harry Gilmore. He was in the um, in the same league than me. I tried to make it, but I was making it at, like 
the 11th hour. It was like the games were kicking off at seven o'clock on the Friday night last week, and I found it at five o'clock, so it was right. a bit late. But, um, yeah, that, that's a proper championship one. So if anyone's interested in that, I'm sure you can set one up and you'll find it. But, um, yeah, if you want to start one at your work or whatever. But it was, it was quite good to have a championship one. It's a bit, you know, you, you realise that you literally don't watch any other championship side apart from your own. Only Millwall. You, right. you watch every Premier League game that's on telly and you'll have kind of, you know who the star player is for pretty much every Premier League team. But you get outside of probably London in the championship and you're a bit like... No, you're lost, you're adrift, mate. So there we go. There we are, chaps. Big thank you to Michael Avery for joining us. Thank you, Michael. No problem at all. Pleasure as always. And as always, Harry, thank you for uh, tying your time after work today, Harry. Yeah, no problem. I'll be back in tomorrow. But uh, I, well, I weren't even supposed to be at work, but if I've done them a favour, so there we go. There we are. And thank you to you two, dear listeners, for joining us on Actung Millwall. Um, I'm going to try and get this edited out later on tonight. So um, by the time you get to hear it, um, hopefully... You know, you'll be you'll be enjoying the uh, the conversation as a preview for Mill's first home game for five hundred and forty odd days, however long it is, I can't remember. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. Eva Dirty Mill and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aston Mill. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Eva Dirty Mill. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.